Before we jump into today's episode, one quick disclaimer, we are still using Zoom for recording these episodes as we figure out some of the glitches that we've had in the recording software that we've been using. So please excuse the quality of the audio recording and any glitches that may have occurred. We did edit out some of them and we are going to meet with an an audio engineer who's going to help us figure out exactly how to do this thing in the best way possible. He's actually a follower of ours and reached out offering to give some expertise. So we're excited to speak with him in the meantime. Enjoy the round table. You ready? Showtime on May 3rd. Summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, a group of doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we are putting on our feet. We are continuing with our DPT-approved awards today. We have been running through a lot of them. Um, We've done daily trainer, two different sections of performance trainers, where we talked about ones with plates, ones without plates. And today, we are on episode number 68, and we're going to go into one of our favorite topics that we like to talk about here, and that is stability. Um, What I will say is that if you're looking for our nitty-gritty thoughts on stability, this won't be the episode to get the deep side of it. We're really just running through some of our favorite shoes and some of the best shoes that we saw in the stability category. and the neutral stability category, which we'll talk about um, as we go. Um, There's a lot of nuance that we see in the stability game and what it means to create stability. Um, We think there's changes in how stability is going to be thought about in the running industry, or at least there should be. So just be patient with us. We're going to be releasing stuff in the future as we continue to process what we think stability would mean. But today at the round table, we have our, our classic group here. We have Matt, David, and I, and then we also get to welcome somebody who's new to the round table, but has been a contributor for us this entire thanks year. It's Ryan me. Flugar. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Awesome. And Ryan, before we jump in, why don't you give us a quick kind of intro to yourself? Tell us you know, who you are, what you do for work, um, you know, and maybe a little bit about your running. Sure. So I've been working in a private outpatient sports medicine practice for about eight years now. Um, I got into doctors of running, uh, actually because I work with Nate. So oh yeah, him and I work together at the same clinic. Um, so that's kind of how we got into it or I got into it. Uh, I used to be a a bodybuilder slash weightlifter and had a ton of injuries. So Nate actually got me into running a little bit. And our first time out was rough together. It was awesome. (laughs) We went like two miles in the first mile. We went, I don't know. We went out at whatever pace, like nine 30 or 10 or something. And then we turned around to go back and we walked the rest of the way pretty much. And it was amazing. It was terrible (laughs) for me. Um, (laughs) but now, uh, I've been running a lot more. That was probably, I don't know, three or four years ago, probably. Yeah. Four, probably four years ago. So mm-hmm. since then, um, my running's changed a lot. I'm recently coming back from a injury. Uh, so I'm kind of getting back into it now. Uh, I was training for a half marathon for the fall and, and got hurt in September. So I'm just kind of getting back 
into my running mileage again. So yeah. And it was all the shoes fault, nothing to do yep. with training, no nope. other factors. It's just all the shoe. Yep. It was a hundred percent the shoe. <laughs> cool. Well, Ryan, thanks for joining us. And, um, you guys, if you're, if you're a follower of what we're doing, you've probably seen his written stuff on the website already. And now you just get to put a face to the name. Um, and hopefully we'll get Megan on here as well. Cause we've had Andrea on who's part of the, um, contributor team and someday we'll get Megan on here, which would be really fun. Before we get into the first topic, I do want to give a shout out, please. If you like what we're doing, leave us a review. Um, if we could get even like five people stopping right now, taking 10 seconds to just like put a review out there for us, it really, really helps elevate this podcast and helps people see what we're doing um, or just tell your friends about it. But really those reviews go a long way. So subscribe to, to this podcast or however you're listening to it, or if you're on YouTube, you can do the same thing. And then if you're on a podcast app, just take the time to review it. It really, really, really helps us out. And we've been super thankful for the following that we've had here and um, hope that we can support what you guys want from this channel with the resources that we have. Okay, so let's start talking about stability. Our first category is pure stability, best stability shoes of 2021. Uh, this is gonna, I'm gonna give you our definition of it and then we'll kind of jump in. I am not contributing to this one because I am not a stability tester for us. And that's actually why we brought Ryan on because he has been testing more of the stability shoes. Um, I just usually don't get along with them or they don't get along with me or whatever. But here's our definition of stability shoes. It's a shoe that has intentional design to help guide the foot as it moves across the platform by utilizing some formal stability construction. So formal stability constructions, you know, we've talked about a bunch of them and I'm going to give a huge shout out to our stability guide on our website, doctorsrunning.com. It has a list of all the different stability mechanisms that are used throughout different brands. So go check that out, but it's going to be things like medial posts, which is a firmer uh, amount of foam on the inside, maybe guide rails, maybe sidewalls, maybe the width of, uh, of a shoe. So just uh, those are some of the formal stability measures that we're looking at for this category. We're also including the fact, does a company call this their stability shoe? That would automatically enter it into this category, um, a la like Kayano Light 2. Um, that would come into this category, even though there's not dual density or uh, guide rails. It has specific 3D construction for stability, but because it's called a stability shoe by the company, it would get entered into this category. And just a quick reminder for those who haven't heard us in the previous podcasts, we have, uh, our team has ran over 15,000 miles this year on over 110 shoes. And so that's the pool that we are drawing from. And then we rank these shoes based on our favorites. Um, and then we get a consensus pick out of it. So let's get started. We're going to start with Matt today. He's going to give us his contributor pick. So we have our consensus pick, which is the number one that got the most points of from the rankings that will come last, but let's start with Matt and your contributor pick. I think one of the ones that was uh, a top contender for me, which we we've really liked this shoe in the past, but I think the changes that were made this year were phenomenal. There's still some things I would like to see change, but the Mizuno wave horizon um, is again, another major contender and was phenomenal. It's a shoe that we often suggest, at least I suggest clinically for people that cannot handle posting because it's really based more on geometry and guidance. And I think the biggest change for me this year was the fact that they, the full length energy foam was so much more bouncy. Like this is a premium shoe. It's a little heavy and you notice that the first couple steps, but as soon as it, 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 it you get into your stride, all of a sudden it feels like a way lighter shoe. 
the this shoe has some bounce, which is very surprising for a shoe that there, there's some good weight here, and there's a lot of shoe here. Um, the the stability is not biased in one direction; it is more guidance based. So those people that go either direction are going to be kept on the platform based on how the geometry is going on both the medial and lateral side. And I just, it worked very well for me. I honestly, when I put it on, I'm like, is this really a stability shoe? But it became very evident based on the fact that, you know, I can tell when I'm running in something that doesn't have stability as I start to fatigue probably within a couple miles and I'll notice it. But this one could do 15, 20 miles, had no issue. And I was like, I don't even notice the stability, but I definitely know it's a stable shoe and it kept me going. I didn't fatigue. So it's very, it was very good for that reason. And I like it. It's premium. It's got a solid amount of cushioning there. The Mizuno Energy Foam is great. And it just works really well for a lot of people looking for that kind of premium shoe that provides stability, but doesn't push into their foot. What were you going to say, DJ? Yeah, real quick. I agree with everything Matt said. That's my number two pick for 2021. Uh, but yeah, the weight factor. So just make sure you give yourself a chance to adapt to the shoe. I love the Wave Horizon. It was my stability shoe of the year last year, but I did a 15 miler in it and my hamstrings were pretty sore. Just from lifting <laughs> the shoe just up. From lifting the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's a little bit heavier than your traditional running shoe. It's probably like what, 11 ounces, 12 ounces. Yeah. I believe it's up in that realm. It's, it's, it's pretty chunky, but it's, but it's really good. The transitions are really smooth. The dual density works really well with the sole flaring. And like, it just like a lot of shoes will say they adapt to your foot strike and how you land and move. This one seems like it actually does pretty well. So um, yeah, that's all. What do you guys have to say about the, how thick is the upper? You know, like I've, I have only tested the sky and previous, previous versions have been similar between the two in terms of uppers always thicker. Is that the case here? Yeah, it's, it's definitely the case here where it took a little bit for the upper to break in where, you know, Mizuno typically has a little bit of a wider fit, but in the forefoot, I, when I first tried it on, I went, ah, this, this is snug, but that, then as did it, it had the in, I taper like the it. sky five. Yeah, it does, yeah, but that goes away. Here. Okay. It's not as, it's not as significant as the sky five. Sky five taper was too much. Yeah. Anyway. It cool. has like that double jacquard mesh, right? Like it kind of yeah. like oh, it's a little thick. It's, it's different than the Sky thick. Five upper, then. Yeah, it is different. Yeah, it's some it's of the shape is it's a teeny bit similar, but the, the upper is totally different. Okay, yeah. cool. So we're gonna transition over to Ryan. Then he's gonna give his. He has been studying all day for this. He's been rehearsing and writing his note cards. He's got his I note do, cards. I do have note cards. He, he is the most prepared of any of us for this. <laughs> so give him huge kudos. Um, but no, Ryan, why don't you give us your contributor pick, which is not not the consensus pick one, but the one after that. So my pick was the Asics Kano 28. Um, and obviously the Kano has been around a long time. It's the 28th version of it. Um, so the 28th, the Kayano 28 comes with the flight foam blast midsole. And I really like that. That's the same midsole used in the Nova blast. Um, so it's kind of more of a soft bouncy ride. And you wouldn't think of having that in a stability shoe, but ASICS uses their Duomax post to kind of help hold up the midfoot in that area um, and add structure to the ride. It also has an both an internal and external heel counter in the posterior aspect of the shoe so that kind of helps guide the shoe down when you're running 
Um, it's not a light shoe by any means. I think it comes in at uh, 10.9 ounces. So it's heavy. So this isn't going to be a shoe that you're going to take out and, you know, run a tempo run in. But for me, I used it on my longer recovery runs or just kind of some daily mileage when I wanted some stability in the foot. Um, and it worked really good for that. So I had a, I had a good time running in this shoe. Obviously, there's a big difference between this shoe and the consensus pick that we'll talk about later. Um, but I think for recovery and daily mileage, this shoe worked well for me. Yeah. And the, the blast, the Flyphone blast, if I remember right, there's like a, a top layer of that through the forefoot. It's not, it's not the entire thing. There's like Flyphone blast, which gives you that kind of like softer bouncy top sole. Yep. Um, and, but then it's still kind of a firmer EVA Flyphone. that stabilizes the platform a bit. Correct. Yep. Exactly. Cool. That was a, that shoe was a huge shift for ASICs and the Keanu because, you know, previously the major functions, uh, the major stability methods was the posts, the medial posts that they use, and they had a pretty thick heel counter, but they totally adjusted and they had sidewalls in there. They totally redid the heel counter. The shoe got a lot softer. They took out, you know, the it's it's more of a correct me if I'm wrong, right? It's a full ground contact outsole, right? Which was it a, does, yeah, yeah, big, yeah, about, yeah. That was a big shift for ASIC, which I think a lot of people I've gotten good feedback from people that have been Kiana wearers and have really liked it. For me, it was just it was too heavy for me, just based on my mechanics. But kudos to ASICs this year, they've made some really big aggressive shifts in their footwear design. I'm very proud of them and I'm excited to see what comes next because it's totally. it's been a little bit. Totally. All right. And David, what's your contributor pick? Yeah. So my consensus pick or well, not consensus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, consensus pick. My number one is the consensus pick. So there we go. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Words Nailed are hard. Uh, my number two was what Matt talked about. So we talked about the, um, why am I blanking now? Horizon five. Horizon wave horizon five. <laughs> we're, we're doing great. And, um, but mine's gonna be the Saucony Hurricane, Hurricane 23, I believe. Yep. Yeah. There's been so many of those. Our RIP 23. That's I the last one. Gonna, they're going to cancel the shoe. So if you like this shoe, go double down on this thing. Cause it's not coming back. Are we um, going to get, we're not going to get in trouble for that. Right. You heard it here first. They oh. No, they said it at the running. Oh, event. Yeah, okay. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. That's where oh. I'm quoting. I'm quoting. I'm okay. quoting Chad. Chad right. Holt. As long <laughs> as we Chad are Holt quoting. <laughs> But this is another one of those premium stability trainers. It's a little bit of a tank. It's a nice tank, but it's it's on the heavier end, full contact outsole. This thing is like indestructible. I mean, like I, I could probably run 400 miles and still have an outsole on this thing and have it look pretty decent. Like, and same with the midsole. It's got that, it, what was what did they call it? Power, Power on plus. plus. Power on plus, yeah. It's been Stuff a while. Stuff lasts forever. So we've reviewed so many shoes. I like try to remember the midsoles of all these things. But, um, and this one is traditionally posted. So you have a post from the rear foot that extends basically all the way through the midfoot and just shy of the forefoot there. It's a long post, but it's integrated really well. The midsole's on the softer end, but it has a responsive bounce to it despite the weight. And you can even see if I pull in real close for the listeners, I'm pointing to the bottom of the shoe along the medial aspect here, and they have a cutout through the outsole. That's all posting. Like if I mm-hmm. tap on that, that's that's a hard plastic right there. And so it, when you land on it and you come over, you can really feel like that nice hold right over the navicular in the midfoot as you go, but it doesn't feel like it's jamming up into your foot. It's, it's one of the best posts I think that have been integrated like a, a genuine post 
into a stability shoe. So I'm, I was really happy with the Hurricane 23. Hurricane 23 was one of the few stability shoes I actually ran in this year. And I usually don't because posts usually, I just usually have problems when I run in them. And I couldn't believe that there was a plastic post that I didn't even like feel. Like it did not, like you said, it did not jar into my foot at all. Um, I could actually run any of my mileage in it, which was super bizarre, um, especially for having, you know, instead of like a dual density foam, like a firmer foam, they went with a full on plastic with, piece, full plastic, man, <laughs> just cranked it on there. Cool. Well, let's, we got to keep this moving. Cause we got a long, we got yeah. a whole other category to do. So let's talk. This is our consensus pick for stability shoes of 2021 stability. Again, is a shoe that has intentional design to help guide the foot as it moves across the platform by utilizing some formal stability construction. So this year's consensus pick is the New Balance Vongo V5. Um, so let's, does anybody have it? Does anybody have the shoe? Anybody? Oh, there we go. <laughs> anybody at all? Yeah, of course. Of Nobody course holds it. it up. Of course it's I have just, it. <laughs> faces. Uh, who wants to, who wants to give kind of the rundown of the Vongo? Uh, I can do it. Great. Yeah. So new balance, basically it's the same midsole scene in the 1080. So it's like their premium plush trainer, but this is the stability version of that. And they use that same kind of knit upper for me on the Vongo for whatever reason, it locks down way better than the 1080 for me. Like it really holds me down to the platform and the upper if is incredibly cozy. Do they do a different heel in that shoe yeah. than yeah. that weird like yeah, heel that, thing? That weird, like little like yes retro curve. Yeah, I do yes. not like There's that. Built up heel counter in here. That but might be part of why. That that may be. Yeah, I didn't have any heel slippage. I felt very connected to the shoe. The upper is amazing, fresh but, looking. Yeah, and the midsole is that same bouncy, soft, plush midsole. Except what they did was they have almost like a beaded one piece. I guess you could call it a posting by definition. It almost doesn't seem like a post to me because it's all one piece and it's continuous and it's almost like integrated, like where it, you can go soft, soft, firmer, 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 firmest, softer, softer, softer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all one piece, but basically it's this medial wedge that goes from the rear foot and extends through the forefoot. But it's another one of those integrations where it's integrated so well, it doesn't feel like it's hard under your foot. It just feels like a nice little bit of padding and guidance. And I mean, it's not very often when the word stability and cozy are in the same sentence. And this is just a cozy shoe. It takes a lot to beat the wave horizon for me. And this, this did it. So uh, kudos to New Balance. Yeah, Ryan, what do you have to add? Yeah, I agree. This was my number one pick as well. For This was everyone's number one pick. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Just see, yeah. Like this was, this was consensus consensus. Everybody, everybody picked it. And it's kind of weird how they did their posting too. They injected pellets into the midsole. And then as you become, you get more medial to the shoe, the pellets become more dense. So they tried to like, I think New Balance call it innovative gradient stability technology. And they tried to bake it so that you didn't even feel the post. They kind of disappeared under your foot. And for me, I definitely noticed that. Like I would wear these in the clinic for eight, 10 hour days and they were comfortable. Um, like DJ said, you don't notice that in a stability shoe that often that you can just wear them all day and have it be comfy. The other thing that I really love about this shoe is the upper. The hypo knit upper is so stretchy that it's comfortable for your toes. It, I have a, li a little wider 
midfoot and the upper stretches for me. So it just kind of fits snug in there and it was comfortable all day long. So dang, you guys, can you guys tell that he prepped? He like used oh, hypo totally. knit, totally. hated pellet, whatever, whatever. We're just the rest like, like, the The innovative gradient stability technology. I looked it up. I was like, I got to find out what this is. So it's cool. Hey, we got to get some that. note cards on this podcast. That's all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, what do you got to add? Anything? So, so I have to admit to the listeners, I've tried this shoe on about four times. Uh, I got to give a shout out to a snail's pace and a various other companies that I've gone down and tried it. But every time I've gone to try it, I, I haven't purchased this because I had so many other shoes to test. But I've, I've, I've tried it on enough to be like, I really like the shoe. This shoe is the most commonly suggested one that I've made to patients throughout the year and people have unanimously enjoyed this shoe. It has worked very well for patients that I've worked with that need stability, but might be sensitive to a post or looking for something that's just plain comfortable, whether it's walking or running. And it's just, again, the, just resoundingly with patients. And I don't know if it's just me matching the shoe right to the right person, but I've suggested this a lot. Mm -hmm. And so it's not common that I get a shoe where I'm like, Hey, here's my top three, go try these that I think might work for you that they're like each time. Like I went with the Vongo. I went with the Vongo. I went with the Vongo. Um, uh, I repeatedly made Mongo jokes um, from blazing saddles and definitely like less than 10% of people got the reference but i didn't uh, get it i was just gonna say i'm sorry i don't yeah get i don't get it either i don't know nobody watched blazing <laughs> saddles it's a classic but no oh gosh <laughs> sorry uh, matt yep so that's my old movie references that no one understands um <laughs> cool so it's it's a i it's the stability is is integrated extremely well and combined with a very comfortable upper that works really well for people that want a little bit more cushing a stable ride but also doubles as an all day shoe. And this is one of my top picks for people that need a stable shoe. And if you're standing on your feet all day, this is a great, great option just because the upper is super comfortable as David said, and the fit is it, it just adapts really nicely to your feet. So yeah. I have to get, I, I finally caved and bought a pair and they're coming on their way right now. Cause I'm like, I, I just have to run more in this other than just, getting like a mile or two at every running store that i've been to but um so yeah i've definitely done that uh they're like yeah just go take these outside i'm like sure 10 minutes later i'm like so <laughs> yeah, 10 um, minutes for him that'll do some damage to it yeah shoe. that will do yeah, some damage right? to shoe. comes back there's no outsole <laughs> yeah but durability from what i've heard from some patients that are that use these in prep for the la marathon has been phenomenal so i think again it's a really good job, New Balance. And I think this is where the industry needs to go with stability is that it just the better you can integrate this and the less obtrusive you can make it while still doing its job, the better. And so I think this was a phenomenal shoe this year. I think, I think it's- too, oh, Go it, ahead, David. Well, it, it can double a little bit as a lifestyle shoe too yeah. for a lot of people. Aesthetically, for, for being a premium high stack stability shoe, it's actually pretty appealing, I think. You could wear it up a little bit with some jeans and you know whatever you want to wear. I've worn it in the clinic just fine. So the the all black version works very well. I've had several patients. Again, that's not something we cop when we talk about is the color, but a lot of people that have used these professionally say that they they go really well. And there's that colorway is available for people that do work and are looking for longer standing, a shoe for longer standing that needs some stability like that. It's apparently worked very well. 
because sometimes it can be tough with the more gradient colors which we like but doesn't always work well in certain environments but i've definitely worn my nusas in the clinic before oh yeah oh yeah i went full unicorn no a couple times my the, yeah. the oh also these are under 10 ounces 9.7 yeah. i was just it looking just, was, yeah great yeah. for us that that for much cushion. Of, exactly yeah so here's here's kind of i want to pivot to our next point but something that i want to point out is that i think a many of the shoes that we just mentioned are looking at a trend that we're seeing for people who've run in stability shoes. Um, and it's painful to not be able to dig into what we mean by stability, knowing the variance of what stability means for each person, where they need it, why they need it, what direction they need it. Pronation is not bad. We will say that. Um, but one of the things we're seeing is that the, the quality foams and the somewhat lighter foams that have been used in neutral shoes, Fresh Foam X in this case for the Vongo, Flight Foam Blast in the Kiona 28, Mizuno Energy in the Horizon 5. These stability shoes are actually getting the foams that people enjoy running in, which is pretty cool. And it's starting to bring down the weight. And I think that trend is just going to continue. We know that trend is going to continue. It's just a, a matter of when that stuff gets talked about, but it's, it's coming. So it's pretty fun to watch. Matt, you get one more yep. quick thing, then we got to move on. Yeah. One of the, the questions that I get frequently, people knowing that I enjoy stability shoes, people going, hey, where are the stability racers of the lightweight stability shoes? And there's not, a, there's some cool stuff coming next year, but there's not a ton out there right now. The DS trainer um, that we reviewed earlier, which is, I think, just outside of my reach is kind of one of the rare ones that are left most of the shoes out there are going to be a little bit heavier. There's a couple variations, but when it comes to racing stuff and like lightweight stuff and things that like really pop off the ground, we kind of got into a little realm where a lot of stability shoes were just clunky. So we're now finally just starting to see that transition back. And hopefully those of us that need some stability will have some more options in terms of those lightweight, faster shoes coming in 2022, 2023, depending on um, how the event really goes. Yeah. Cool. Give a quick shout out to Newton, Newton Distance S9. That was a yes. pretty solid like stability racer. That's yeah. probably like wow. one of the few few ones you can take a distance now. Yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, we're going to move forward because we are way shoot overshooting our time, but it's okay. <laughs> so we're going to get one more category in here that we think is worth talking about. Uh, and this is neutral stability. So again, we're, we're calling neutral stability a shoe that was not built with formal stability measures, but its construction leads it to being stable compared to other shoes within the neutral category. And so I think that there's, you know, with the change in the thought on pronation over the last 15 years, um, 20 years comes a shift in shoe prescription. I'm going to put quotations around prescription. You know, it used to be stop pronation with whatever you got. So if someone has pronation, we're giving them a stability shoe. And while there's still a really big population that uses formal stability shoes and benefit from them, and there is a subset of the population that is going to benefit from them, both directions, um, there's another subset of the category of this category who 
don't necessarily need a stability shoe, but just need a shoe that has a stable construction. So we like to talk about neutral stability. Again, this is within our uh, uh, stability guide on our website. It's on the top tab. You can find it up there if you want more details on which shoes. But we are going to talk about neutral stability shoes of 2021. So Matt, why don't you start us off again here with talking about your contributor pick, not the consensus pick. Yeah, it was don't very, pick. it was, it was very don't close. Say it. I don't say, say it. the consensus I, pick. I, I don't, don't worry. It was very close though. So I can, I can worry. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you, should, you should definitely <laughs> worry. Um, I am definitely very brain fatigued right now. So I could t- easily mess this up, but my, my, my pick was the Saucony Endorphin Shift 2 for multiple Thanks, David. Um, for, mo- <laughs> for those of you that didn't can see this, he took a loud sigh of relief there, but that is very fair. So I'm not judging. Um, the Saucony Endorphin Shift 2 is a favorite of mine. I don't have my pair currently because I utilized them for a friend of mine who was dealing with Achilles issues and needed a little bit of guidance, but couldn't handle a stability shoe. And it worked very well for him to unload this and get it back moving. So it worked well. I just lost my pair. So I'm excitedly waiting for version three to come out. So I like I it because so. there's a, what? I was going to say something about the, the shift line. Yeah. You know, you have the extended heel counter that goes down yeah. into the midsole. Yeah. We've talked about that being like a load sharing issue, just kind of yes. like with, for people who know orthopedics surgeries that use these kind of like plates for, um, or IFs and stuff anyway, has that. And then it has some buildup of the outsole for next year. Saucony is already talking about the shift three falling into their, um, structured cushioning category. Yeah. So I do think that's a pretty solid way to talk about neutral stability, yeah. which would be structured cushioning, unless they're expanding that to all of their stability models, then we can't use that. But yeah, we'll um, have to see. I, yeah. I had the shift to on, on my list as well. Um, yeah. Did, did you notice a change in the cushioning compared to the first one? I think softer. We talked about yeah. So I had the same thing. It was supposed to be an upper change, which the upper change was great because it, it was much more secure than the first version. So it locked my foot in better. The overlays, some, which I normally complain about in shoes, they actually were set up well enough. They actually acted like sidewalls. So I found version two more stable but had a better transition than version one, just because the midsole was a little softer. So that heel transitioned a little better. The upper locked the foot down a lot better, but that same, I love that external heel counter, that design coming and coming right down on the medial aspect did just did really well. I could, I could take that shoe as long as I wanted. Plus it was the foam and the, the way that the geometry of the shoe was one that like, Hey, it is a little bit heavier I could still do up-tempo stuff in it and did plenty of up-tempo long runs in it. And it was yeah. great. So definitely a favorite from this year and refined it even better from the original version. One thing I'll add on that. And, you know, Ryan had this experience. Andrea has this experience. We're with a lot of the endorphin line, especially with the shift, they half size up. And it's because of those overlays that are yeah. just too tight. And Ryan got some numbness, I know, just from running in that one. So, um, Sizing wise, it's worth trying on the shift, but I agree with kind of everything you said. It was my number one in this category. This is the shoe that I've recommended, or it's on my list of shoes that um, patients that I have in the clinic. It's the number one that I've recommended this year is is the shift because it kind of spans that neutral category into those people who need some stability. Obviously the rocker has been a big part of why I recommend it for the right person with the right conditions, all that kind of stuff. Um, but so I can't talk about that one. So I'll give my, my contributor pick, which was the Hoka Rincon three, um, which was a surprising one for me in a way, 
the same rate, pretty much every Hoka's pretty neutrally stable shoe because they just operate off of that wide platform that sits under the shoe. The one thing that's added in the Rincon that I thought made it very stable was the huge cutout um, underneath the crash pad or where your heel comes down and hits the ground. I said crash pad for you, DJ. Um, What's a crash pad? <laughs> He's just so going to totally just, deny this right now, but yeah, it was really, it's, it's really deep and in a bit, in a bit wider. And so you can actually feel your heel sink down into the middle. So whether you're roll, you're an inner and out kind of roller, supinator, pronator, whatever, it's going to give a little bit of, a little bit of that guidance combined with the wider platform. And if you've ran in the ring con, you know, it's not the softest Hoka out there. So you have a, a firmer platform, a little bit of that kind of where your foot is cradled, um, I will say it's got the traditional Hoka fit. So if you get the Hoka blister and you hate that, the Rincon 3 probably won't work for you or unless you want to blister or uh, callus up there and then you'll be good to go. All right, Ryan, why don't you go next? Uh, I went with another ASIC shoe, Trinusa 13. Uh, I picked it mainly because of the color. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I do like Fired. the color. I know they're kind of flashy looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they match all my clothes. So um, it has a little bit of a wider sole and it has that guide sole technology that helps to kind of get like the toe spring that helps guide it forward, which kind of helps keep your foot planted and moving forward. Um, again, with the flight foam, a little stiffer, it's kind of a stiffer shoe, especially in the forefoot, which kind of helps with the rocker. And I think all those together kind of add to some of the stability features of the shoe. It's kind of a unique shoe because it's really designed for triathlons, right? So it'd be after you destroy your body, uh, swimming and biking, and then you got to run. Um, so you want something that's going to actually help guide some support after you're, you know, you're feeling tired after those other activities. Um, I used it for daily training mileage, but it also could be used for a tempo run as well. Like the, that toe spring really helps kind of spring you forward. And with the uh, stiffer midsole, it worked really well for that. So for sure. And a secure upper helps. Yeah. What, yeah. The what upper you got, Matt? So I agree with Ryan on the Nusa Tri 13. That was a, a, on the top of my, my top three this year for this category. And it's just the way the shoe is set up. And also the upper is amazing. I ran up to 20 miles in that shoe without socks and had no blisters, which that's, I've never experienced that before. But this is one of the shoes I use extensively as a lightweight trainer and as a tempo and long uh, up-tempo effort shoe, um, especially because I was as a, my wife was prepping for her uh, US 50K championships. This shoe was on my feet a lot doing longer tempo runs and work great. It is a little firmer. So a lot of, and it's, but it's like eight ish ounces. So a lot of people are going to find this as a great alternative to like carbon plate plated shoes. Cause it, it feels like there's a plate, but there isn't, it's just a little bit stiffer and it's just comfortable and a more stable setup with the wider sole and how well you roll off that forefoot. So another big pick and a suggestion in addition to the Evo ride too, which is similar shoe, just different upper for a lot of people having trouble with carbon plated shoes this year. Cool. All right, DJ, give us your contributor pick. Yeah, my contributor pick has, um, I'm joking. For the listeners, I just held up the A6 Noosa since we just talked about it a lot. Um, it is a great shoe, though. That was my number three. So I'll just leave it there. But my number two is the On Cloud Swift. So a lot of times when you talk about stability, um, a lot of people talk about posting, they talk about pronation, they talk about a lot of those things. But another word that gets brought up is guidance. 
And with the on shoe, you have that deep midline groove that just rides from that rear foot all the way through the forefoot. And you also have a little bit of like that classic rocker geometry, but it's not super dramatic either. And so if you've run in an on shoe before, they, they do tend to be a little bit on the firmer side, that helium foam. And so you have a little bit of a firmer base underneath you. You have these deep midline grooves that go down the midline of the shoe. And you also have that speed board, that plastic plate essentially that runs through the entire length of the shoe. And one thing I liked with this shoe specifically was that the upper actually locked down pretty well and like held that foot onto the platform. And that it looks amazing. It's a, aesthetically, it's pretty pleasing. Yeah. It's very it? pleasing. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could totally dress that up. Oh but yeah. You have a little bit of forefoot flexibility. That's something that you don't get in some of these. Yeah. You have those deep flex grooves that go through it. And it's honestly a pretty smooth running shoe. If I didn't love number one as much as I did, like this is in the running for that stable neutral category. And it's surprisingly responsive too. I've taken this on some pretty quick runs and I was like, oh snap, like this can actually move pretty well. So uh, awesome. yeah, the on cloud swift, that would be it. I mean, it's mostly a road shoe. It's, it's advertised as an urban running shoe. Take what that, take what you will with that. <laughs> road sidewalk i guess like i could never wear it in point we're not urban enough here yes <laughs> don't have enough but buildings if your population is under one hundred thousand, you cannot run Do not wear it <laughs> but, um, but it's a great shoe and it can handle cool. a little bit of off terrain and i enjoyed it that one's that one's a little uh different than the rest of them that's pretty sweet but i love the reasons okay Time to hit our consensus pick for neutral stability shoe. Again, that's a shoe that was not build, built with any formal stability measures, but its construction lends it to be more stable compared to other shoes within the neutral category. I bet if people have been following us, I bet they could guess what shoe this is. I can, I'm the only one who didn't have it in my top three. The rest of you guys had it. Two of you had it as your one. One of you guys had it as your two. Anyway, it is the Mizuno Wave Rider 25. The Mizuno Wave Rider 25 has the classic um, wave plate in there, as well as a full upgrade to full Mizuno Energy uh, from the 24, which just had the wedge. So we're going to let one person kind of break down the 25 for us and why we think that's a stable neutral shoe. Matt, why don't you take it for us? And then we're going to close things off. So the, the Wave Rider has always done this and things changed a little bit with the Mizuno and the full length Mizuno Energy sole because it made it just a little bit softer. But that wave plate just acts as a very nice guided, it facilitates that roll forward. And those little bumps there, it's not that different from the Inspire. The Inspire just has a little bit larger bump there, but those things on the side kind of act like gentle guidance forward. And it's not enough that somebody's going to notice like, oh my gosh, I feel this post into my foot. What really improved here that was different from previous times is how flexible the forefoot is. And that just transitioned really quickly off the foot, off the front of the foot. So just the way all of those elements add together, this is another shoe that, again, I typically need stability, but I can run long runs in this shoe without fatiguing. And that tells me, hey, this is doing pretty well. So yeah, it just did. It's And it's, again, it's a classic. It tends to do this every single year. And I was impressed that they were shifted to a softer sole that didn't compromise the kind of naturally stable ride that Absolutely. the rider is known for. Totally. It's a great shoe. Yeah. 
All right. So there you go, everybody. There's our conversation on stability in terms of our DPT approved awards and some of our favorite uh, stability shoes from 2021. Again, we really, really, really want to dive further into this conversation on stability because of the nuance that it carries between all of us and what different individuals need. David's just trolling me with that slipper. I wear that thing every single day. He's holding up the Decker's Sniper Mid, SNPR Mid. I wear that every day. It's an amazing slipper. Let's keep going forward. We've got to finish this thing off, though. Again, uh, we just want to thank you guys so much for the support in 2021. It's been a really fun year for us. The most shoes we've ever tested by a lot. It's been fun to develop new partnerships with companies. The viewership and followership has been amazing. Uh, we also want to give a huge shout out to Bach for curating all of our information for everybody. Um, and we are always open to questions. And uh, so please reach out to us through any of our media channels on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at uh, darksrunning at gmail.com. We get to those as best we can. We just all have full-time jobs plus other things. So we do our best. So please be patient, patient with us. We'll get to you as soon as we can. And again, if you can leave us a review, it really does help us out. So if you didn't do it at the beginning, when I bugged you about it, maybe you can do it now at the end, but we'll be back next week. Enjoy your December, everybody.